special treat for those who are a part of episode six, Born Funny. Secret Sound. Go on, Jim. Oh, sorry. I didn't <laughs> know he started. Have a listen to this. Ready? Yep. Now I realise we can't get people to call in, but... No, you can guess. Me? Well, I know what it is because I can see it. Yeah, shut your eyes. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still the same. I was hoping you could do a different sound. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, shut your eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was just you. You are! <laughs> and you know what? If it, that first secret sound, what we at the end of this little intro bit, we're going to tell you what it was. So you've got time to think to about think, it, discuss yeah. it with your friends. Mm-hmm. Call someone you know. Of course, before the episode starts, because uh, episode six of Born Funny is uh, Geraldine Hickey. Yeah, we won't we won't stay too long for this one um, because uh, I think it's towards the end of the podcast. Mm. It's been a while since we did the interview with Geraldine, but she she has a. A great story. Yeah, that involves, I think. No, I uh, think it's around the middle of the podcast, and then we keep bringing it up. Okay, yeah. which involves a dead, very controversial figure. figure. Mm. Controversial, or just bad man. Well, it depends what side it's of the true. book you're on. Oh, I see. That's going to make so much sense later. It is going to make a lot of sense. Yeah, depends what testament you're no, on. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's a testament to my radio ability. Now, that makes sense. But off the back of a bit, that didn't make sense. But also, this isn't radio. This is podcast. Uh, off the back of whatever. But you... <laughs> hey. Tomato. We, you want to answer what it is? Yeah. So, um, Nathan, I'm currently in Tasmania. It's very cold. And that would be me rubbing my puff, puffy jacket. Yep. So, if you... Sucka, sucka. <laughs> What's that? You know, the, if you want to be in my love, you got to be... Sicka, sicka. So you're you going to be like that? Then. All right, beep that. it all out. <laughs> I can't. This is live radio. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a podcast uh, with Geraldine Hickey. Have a listen. Born Funny, <laughs> episode six. I thought you were going to stop there. Oh, you don't know where I'm going to stop. <laughs> now? Episode six starts right now. Or now. With Geraldine Hickey. <laughs> Enjoy. The podcast. <laughs> Of Born Funny. That was both of our jokes. Ah, funny people. An odd bunch, really. Not your usual folk. They've been making us knee slaps since the ancient Greeks. But what makes these real-life jesters tick? Perhaps today we should ask this person. Hi, it's Geraldine Hickey. Tell me, were you born funny? Yeah, I reckon. (laughs) Nate, please get the round of applause ready for an award-winning Australian comedian known for her incredible stand-up shows. Her brand new show, Of Course We've Got Horses, will be touring comedy festivals nationally. In grade three, she announced she was going to be a famous actor, so her mother enrolled her in drama classes at the local theatre. And at 18, she was eating raw sausages. Please welcome to the podcast, (laughs) Geraldine Hickey! Geraldine! (laughs) We did it! Hello, friends. Um, just quickly, Geraldine, at the start, you did a fist pump. Just be careful because we were discussing your potential injury uh, just before oh, this Yeah, pod- but I used my right, my other arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have done a double fist pump if uh, I could get both of them up. But... We are yet to have an injury on the Born Funny recording, so this could go down as an all-time. The first injury. Yeah. <laughs> Born injured. I love Great. it. Um, Geraldine, can I, I just want to keep things off the bat. Um, first joke. First joke you ever remember telling. How old were you? Where were you? And what was it? I don't know whether my brother taught it to me or I taught it to my but I just remember 
my brother and I saying this joke a lot is the one where where you s- squish your face together. Yeah. Where you're doing the chub- hello, my name is Chubby. <laughs> my name is Chubby. My daddy's Chubby. Even my dog's Chubby. One day we went for a drive in the car. And I said, Dad, Dad, go faster. And then he not that fast. <laughs> Please tell me you are still doing that bit. <laughs> no, it's not mine. Well, no, not yours. That was very popular. Um, oh, my, oh, I don't know. But I certainly didn't come up with it. How, how old were you, do you think, when you were telling that joke? So like five, maybe? Five. Wow. Five yeah. years old. So, I mean, do you remember Do you remember getting a laugh from it? But, like, was it making, I mean, obviously it was making yourself laugh, like, oh, when we do jokes. Did anyone <laughs> But were, funny? were people laughing? Did you bomb? <laughs> First ever joke Did bomb? you bomb in prep, is what I'm asking. I cannot remember any reactions to that at all. <laughs> I, I just remember doing it. <laughs> well, Maybe you've got. I, I remember loving doing it. I, I thought it was so fun to do, but I don't remember if anyone was impressed by it. <laughs> it might be delivery, though. Like, you've gotten so much better at the delivery yeah. of it now. Like, back then, you were like, uh, it's ch- chub, chub, chub. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm, do you, going back to that time, like I mentioned there in the intro, I saw that in grade three, you announced you want to be a famous actor. Your mother enrolls you. Mm. In local theatre, were you a funny kid? Were you making other people laugh? Yes, but accidentally. Like, I remember, um, yeah, and it still happens today. Like, I will say something and then people will laugh and I'll go, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and have no idea why they're laughing. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, it'll be because I've been trying to be serious or just state of ask a question or state a fact or whatever and it just it gets a big laugh and I always like especially in, in primary school absolutely got um would just have certain people like just lose their shit just start <laughs> laughing at me in class and I'd be like I, I don't know <laughs> why you're laughing um and then I'd kind of play on it a bit and go well oh, yeah <laughs> you know but also yeah it was just I, I never knew why but yeah lo- loved the attention that's for sure so i mean was this a, the attention that you loved did this start at say i mean when you were telling that joke like at five mm. years old before that is there is there a, like were you in a funny family like a funny upbringing or was it just you i think um because i come from a big family so i've got um a brother and four sisters and so you know it's that classic trying to get attention with the rest of the family i used to like um you know, classic stuff like doing tricks and stuff. Well, not really. My my tricks was uh, once I learned how to put a singlet on <laughs> when it was inside out, <laughs> and I was so happy that I mum had a visitor around, and I went. I'm like, guys, check this out. And I had you know the singlet was inside out, and then as I started putting it on, they started going, no, you've got to put it. It's the wrong way around. It's you've got to turn it inside out. And then, you know, you did that thing where you flip it over, and it's and I go, ta da. <laughs> <laughs> and that was 
Oh, I love doing stuff like that. So it's like a like a uh, go and see Geraldine show. She gets dressed. That's yeah. <laughs> that's so, a bit. But it's magic because it started inside out and then it wasn't. So you you were, then, you wanted to be a magician. <laughs> I, know, I just wanted to be involved in conversations and stuff and just be. Oh, what about this? You know, just kind of draw attention to myself in in some way. I'd always hear um, adults saying, you know, you know, at the end of a, a sentence, they go, oh, blah blah blah, you know. And I just thought that. Adults did know everything, and then you would just have to say, you know, when you couldn't be bothered saying the rest of the sentence. So, or the amount of time I would just join in a conversation and go, yeah, so, yeah, at school the other day, we went to, you know. And then, and then it would be an argument. And I'd be like, we don't know. And a friend would be like, no, we don't know. I'm like, yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> You know, like you're you you're the adults. You know. <laughs> so, but again, was was that a case of you not realizing you were being funny, and that's yeah. like that's you just saw what adults didn't try to emulate that, or yes. were you trying to be funny? No, no, no. That was me just trying to be involved. <laughs> were you the youngest of the six, or there was one below me? One below um, you. but she's six years younger. Yeah. So what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, on the so like to go back to the to the singlet thing and the and the, the almost that surprise element of you were able to get it on properly and mm. then everyone wasn't expecting that. Is that yeah. something that you like to do in your comedy as well, where the punchline is so unexpected that it surprises the audience? Like, is that something that you look for in your comedy now? Like, if you fast forward to now, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the classic. That's a punchline. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's what we all aim for. Is the you know. To take the audience in one direction, and then and then you land somewhere else, and they go, "Oh, <laughs> look at that!" Hey, and and have a laugh. Um, and sometimes I I and I still end up in that position, not knowing how how I got there. But I I, I like to think that now I have a um I have a bit more control. <laughs> Working it out. <laughs> so can I ask then, you know, back to when you're younger, it, it sounds like a lot of the sort of comedy that you're explaining is more is like a performance element. There's a performance to mm. it. So is, is was that sort of the anger you were chasing again, looking at that moment where your mother enrolls you to local theatre, like you're looking at performing rather than yeah. being a comedian? Yeah, yeah. Always wanted to be an actor, wanted to um, wanted to perform and stuff. Um, yeah, because that story, oh, we were watching TV. Oh, no, there was a, a car ad came on. And I said to mum, I turned to mum and just went, you know what, when I'm older, I'm going to get a, I'm going to have a Rolls Royce. Because <laughs> I just remember they were the fanciest cars and said, I'm going to get a Rolls Royce. And mum was like, oh, is that right? And I went, yes, because I am going to be a famous actor. And she went, oh, is that, well, I better enrol you into this theatre course then. Because she was just reading the paper at the time and yeah. it was like an ad in there for Val Edmonds Children's Theatre. <laughs> In Albury. So I went along to that. And yeah, I loved, I loved performing. I loved acting and just. So, I mean. I don't, I don't know. Well, I think with Stan, that's what I, I didn't, you know, growing up in, in regional Australia, you don't see a lot of stand up. And so I just didn't think of it as, as an option. Um, I loved before, I loved watching, um, you know, watching things like fast forward and, and, you know, starting sketch comedy and the late show and all that kind of stuff was, that was like. Oh well, that's that's where I'd love to see myself, you know, or in funny movies. And so I always lo- loved comedy, but just thought that acting was was where you did it. 
So the plan was always to be like, I mean, you talk about people wanting to grow up to be astronauts or doctors or whatever. The mm. plan was always some sort of performance space. There wasn't like a, oh, and if that doesn't work, accountant. Like it was always, no, this will work. I went, yeah, I'll just perform. And, and, and I think mum's back, it was, oh, you could be a teacher. And that was always in the back of my mind. Like back in the, like when you're in high school and you've got to start enrolling for subjects, yeah. universities <laughs> and stuff. And they're like, oh, just, mum was like, oh, just have... Do it, get your teaching degree. Just have that as a backup. And anyway, I didn't. <laughs> My backup was, I don't know. I worked at, I, one, I, I went to uni and I lasted like one semester. Um, I just, I I'm, was not built for study. Yeah, it was real bad. So I left after like one semester and then came back home to Albury. And then I got a job at the local cinema. Um, and I was just like, oh, I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'll just work at the cinema for the rest of my life, <laughs> just part-time. There was people that I was, women that I worked with there who'd been there for like 20 years, just working part-time. That was their life. You know, they'd married, had kids. One of them, her husband was a projectionist and I was like, what a great life. <laughs> they just, they both work at the cinema together. They come up, you know, this is awesome. I want this. That's easy. Great. Free movies, free popcorn. <laughs> This is, yeah, I'll, this, I'm happy to do this for the rest of my life, you know. I'll find, you know, before I'd, I'd come out and I'd accepted that I was gay. Um, so I was just like, oh, yeah, we'd go out, you know, there's a group of us that would go out to the pub after work on Friday and Saturday nights. And I'm like, I'll just meet someone at one of the <laughs> local nightclubs, <laughs> some guy, and then, yeah, we'll date for a year or so and then we'll get married and I'll be a housewife and work at the cinema for a while. This is great. I love it. <laughs> So it's during like school into that period, you were never really pursuing anything. Were you doing the the acting and that sort of stuff as just something you enjoyed? Like you weren't, t- you never thought, oh, I could do this as a job. I did um, like some local theatre stuff. I just they had like yeah a local theatre group that I'd do a couple of plays with them. But you still had to go in and audition and stuff, and that was fun. There was one guy, one year they um they did one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, yeah. And I auditioned for that. And I was, yeah, maybe like 19 or 20 at the time. And the director, he was like, you know, there's a scene with the um, the people from outside that come in to visit and have a bit of a party. And he was like, no, this scene involves some nudity because I would like, you know, the two women in the scene to, you know, run across the stage topless. And he was like, I'd like to give one of those roles to you, will you be okay with being, with the nudity? And I was like, no, (laughs) absolutely not. And then he was like, well, you're not a real actor then. Sorry, was the the role just running across stage? Did you have lines? Was there lines? For memory, there was a couple of lines, because I remember going to some rehearsals. um, Oh, so you got the part? Yeah, so I got the, but but, but this is before, like, this came after we'd have a cu- we'd had a couple of rehearsals. Okay, yeah. Right, got you. Yeah, like he'd you know said you know called me on the phone and was like, listen, this is what what needs the director was like. Yeah, <laughs> wants some, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not comfortable with that. And then, yeah, he was like, well, you're not a real actor then. And I went, oh, oh all right. <laughs> and then I didn't I didn't do it. And I'm like, well, you're not a real director. You work at Harvey Norman. So. <laughs> I bought light bulbs from you, asshole. <laughs> and he became Jerry Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> so, from, so you walk away from that 
are then you not you know doing anything for like are you still pursuing it? Was, it that was just like a you know one off you know amateur theater production thing, and I was like, I I'm fine with not doing that. Yeah. And then it was Mum that was she said to me. She goes, you can't work. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? You can't work at the cinema for the rest of your life. And I was like, oh, why not? Because mum tried to enrol me in um, like TAFE courses just to get me in doing other things. So I did like hospitality at TAFE, just learning how to pour drinks. Is this in Albury? Are you in regional yeah, New South yeah, Wales still? Yeah, still in Albury. Yeah. Mum was like, going, why don't you do like just classic women stuff, like do a secretarial course <laughs> and I, I went, no, I'll do hospitality. I'll do that. Yeah. Can, you know, and then I'll get a job at a pub or something. And it's no different to work at the cinema. It's all, <laughs> it's all the same. But yeah, but mum at once said, she was like, you know, you can't work at the cinema for the rest of your life. And I'm like, fine. I'm, that's fine. I'm going to be a comedian. And she went, oh yeah, how are you going to do that? I went, there's a competition in Melbourne called Raw Comedy and I've, I've entered that. And I was entering it as I was talking. <laughs> so I mean, I was just so on the computer going, "See, look, I've I've entered. I'm in." So, so where did um, where did the idea for comedy come from? Was that always something in the back of your mind? I mean, because you were doing, I mean, you were going to do the actor thing. You were going to yeah. buy a Rolls Royce, and then all of a sudden, you get told you're not a real actor, and also you can't work at the cinema. Where did mm. where, how did comedy inject itself in? Comedy came a bit earlier in when I was in high school, and I was doing when in my drama class, and the the teacher had written like a couple of lines up on the board, and he goes, "Get in pairs." And just act out. You can interpret those lines however you feel, right? Just everyone get up and interpret those lines however you feel, right? And I um, got up with my partner and we, um, you know, acted it out. And everybody laughed again. I wasn't intending that. And I went, guys, I was being serious this time. I was being serious. And my drama teacher went, Jesse, you know what this means. And I went, oh, that I can't act. (laughs) And he goes, no, that... You're a comedian, and you should you should do comedy. I was like, all right, wow. I don't know, I don't know how to do. I don't know what to do with that. But um, but yeah, the first time I did do do comedy was in high school. Um, and I had friends that were in a band, and they'd organised like these variety nights at 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 the local pub. Yeah, and so they'd get a band up from Melbourne. They'd play. And because we were in Albury, so we'd have like circus because the um, flying fruit fly circus school was there. So so we'd get some jugglers or whatever. So they'd had, they'd do it like every month or something. And then I turned eighteen in like year twelve, and I said, "Oh hey, I can come to your next your next um, gig." And they're like, "You should you should perform." And I'm I don't know any better, so I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> I'll do some stand up comedy." That I've that I've written nothing for. <laughs> Shit. Don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do that. And they they get excited. Obviously, they get excited with how many people they book. Yeah. They go, yeah, you get up, you get up, you get up. Yeah. And so by the time I got on, it was like I don't know one o'clock in the morning, and people were just waiting <laughs> for the headline band. And so, oh man, it was so bad. <laughs> I don't, I think my material was like talking about the lyrics of the Spice Girls song and just going like, if you want to be my lover, like zig zig ha, like <laughs> what's that? <laughs> what is that? Had you, had you prepared this? Like had this been prepared or were you making this up as you were I want to say up? no, but yes. <laughs> so 
that was what I thought was funny at the time. I'm like, I'm going to write jokes about. And something about the um, people in the, the, you know, the man in the traffic lights, like the walking oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something, I wrote something about that. I don't know what. <laughs> so Obviously really. Sh- did you know was- how to craft a joke or were you just writing down thoughts that you thought were funny and then just saying those thoughts? I um, thought I knew how to craft a joke. I reckon I was halfway there with crafting the joke. Like with the, you know, zig zig heart. <laughs> like, yeah, what is that? What does that mean? And I, you know, if nowadays I would take that further. Yeah. And work out what, and answer that question. Yeah. Sure, rather sure. than just leave it hanging. <laughs> Throw it out there. You figure yeah. it out. Yeah. You write the punchlines. That's, that's you. Yeah. You guys are great. You're great. <laughs> Good work, guys. I love, yeah. love everything you do. Yeah. So it did it, it just, it bombed? Yeah, it bombed real bad. But they'd paid me just before I went on. So I was like, I think I said, oh, I don't really care what you guys think. I've just been paid <laughs> anyway. So I think I might have had a few beers as well. It was kind of, you know, I didn't really care because I was, n- I didn't know I don't think at the time I knew how much I did bomb. Yeah. It was just like, oh, I just got up and had a bit of fun and whatever. And then, you know, now I finished and, oh, my mates are here and we can all have a bit and go, oh, yeah, that was fun. And and then um, later that night, I think we went to a, like a house party or something and then we find out, found out that Diana, Princess of Wales, had died. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's the night that I died as well. <laughs> <laughs> Zigga zigga ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a no, what a roller coaster oh, of emotions. Nice. I didn't think that was there. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't that upset that it was just you know, an historical moment. Moment, yeah, no. Yeah. So you, you always remember you and you can yeah. find that date. You, you remember, just Google August nineteen ninety seven. You remember your first. Yeah. You always remember your first. A lot of comedians don't remember that, but you've yeah. got a end of a time. Yeah. Um, but I remember so the next um I guess they didn't think that I died that much because they asked me to come back again. They said, Will you get up and do it again? I was like, Yeah. But I knew enough to um, think that I can't do this again on my own. Yeah. So I got another friend from my drama class who, you know, I thought was funnier than me and she was just so silly and funny. Like she would um, like eat worms for money yeah. in year 12. <laughs> Great. Love that. <laughs> you, know, that you know when you're in year 12 and you, you know, you're old enough to Go out, but you've got no money. Yeah. So she'd be like, on a Friday school lunch, she'd be like, all right, well, I need some money to go out. So <laughs> she'll send someone off to find a worm. And then we just, another a group of us will just walk around the school going, um, oh, no, we collect money from people going, all right, Dolly, if you want to eat Sarah, watch Sarah eat a worm. Dolly, if you want to watch Sarah eat a worm. And then we just get up, you know, get a handful of change and then. She'd eat a worm, but w- wouldn't just like swallow it. She'd like chew it. Oh. She'd be like bite and she'd go, oh, it tastes like dirt. Anyway, we all thought it was hilarious. How much was she um, making? How much was she making on it per worm? She'd make like 10 bucks or something, you know. It was pretty all, good. you know. Pretty good. Good money back then. Good money. That's a, that's, there was two, it was two bucks for a pot. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's a big night out. That's lunch for a week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so she, so I got my mate, I'm like, Sarah, you, you come and let's do a gig together. Let's do this together. And I was inspired by, we'd, in, in our drama class, we'd been studying, um, one of our major subjects was women's theatre. 
which included um, Wendy Harmer. Oh, yeah. So our drama teacher went, well, let's go to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. And they, we went to Upfront and it blew my mind. It was like the first time I'd seen live stand-up and it was all women. And that was the moment where I went, oh, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. Because um, I remember turning to one of my mates going, this is unbelievable. This is so much fun. This is what I want to do. And there was um, a duo back in the day called Miss Itchy who I'm pretty sure they won um, like the first, you know, best comedy award. They w- certainly won the first piece of wood award. Mm. And it was they were so silly and fun and their act was just, the night that we saw them, they just had a beef lunch. All I remember was a beef luncheon fight. And so they just had sliced up bits of Devon. I don't know how many that they just threw into the audience. And it was just this, them running around the town hall, wherever we were, just with pieces of Devon <laughs> flying through the air and then them eating it. And I was just like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I love this so much. And so, you know, a couple of months later, the afternoon before the gig, gig's happening that night. Sure. We're going, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, great. Great. <laughs> Good prep. Yeah. So I went, well, I really love the beef lunch. Like, I'll steal that, but not really steal it. Um, I thought I was, I was using it as inspiration, but really I just stole it. <laughs> um, and it was, we just had a raw sausage fight. And so we just got a, we went to the supermarket and got a tray of raw sausages and then pretended to use them as swords and then just fling them at each other and then we ate them. And that was our act. <laughs> how, did, how did that go? How did the crowd find that? One of those situations where I don't know what anyone else was doing. <laughs> how long, Geraldine, how long did the, the sausage sword fight eating thing go for? How, like, how long? I reckon, I'm going to say too long. <laughs> But I reckon it was maybe three minutes. Right. Okay. Tops. And did you throw? Did you throw any out into the crowd like the girls did with the with the Devon? Um, no, I think we um, just made a real mess <laughs> on the carpet in the pub <laughs> on the floor. Great. I just remember standing. Yeah, it was. We just made a real mess, and it was that I remember because when you've got someone else on stage with you, it doesn't. You don't have to look at the audience. Yeah. So I do remember thinking, I don't think we've gotten away with this. <laughs> oh, I do remember thinking, this is not that great. But, oh, well. <laughs> did you did you or Sarah get sick from eating the raw sausages? Nah. Especially not Sarah. She's got. Well, she's eating worms, mate. She's yeah. <laughs> she had worms. Completely unrelated. She had worms. I think we just like took like one bite out okay. of it. Okay. You know. Yeah. Just to, you know, get the reaction from the audience that, like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you've done this. You get back, uh, you get asked to come back a second time. That's the second time. Is there a third time after nah, you do this? No, okay. Not. Yeah, right. <laughs> but also we left school then, so I yeah, right. moved away. So, sure. And I think they, the band moved to Melbourne, maybe. So, yeah, that was uh, just while we were in high school. So what was the time frame between, again, doing the sausage gear and when you did raw stand-up when you entered that? Because you had that chat with your mum being like, I'm going to enter this raw like stand-up. Three, year, three yeah, years. It was, so I was tw- 21 when I did raw. 
So how much stand-up did you do between 18 and 21? None. None. Well, I did one gig. One gig. One, one gig um, in Israel. In, in Israel? <laughs> yeah. What? Sorry. She, up, she's um, international. Yeah, going from yeah. the pub in Aubrey to Israel. Yeah. <laughs> so I grew up Catholic and there was World Youth Day in, in the year 2000. It was World Youth Day uh, in Rome and my best friend from high school, uh, she was working like as a youth leader thing in the, in, in the church. And so she was going on and she goes, what, come, come overseas with me. And I'm like, I've got no money. And she went, well, hey, St. Pat's wants to sponsor someone to go and no one's put up their hand yet. So I was like, oh, well, <laughs> put <up> my hand. <laughs> and I applied. I just said, I'd like to go to World Youth Day. And they went, great. Here's, you know, half your trip paid for. So um, and the trip included, uh, you went to World Youth Day in Rome, but beforehand we went to the the Holy Lands. So we went to Israel and, you know, toured around there and stuff. It, it was like two weeks um, and it was a bit like being on school camp. So it was a group of like maybe 200 of us, mm. mostly youth, but, you know, people that, like I was, yeah, I was like 21 at the time. And I remember before going, I'm like, oh my God, I'm just going to be surrounded by religious nutters that are just going to want to read the Bible and pray all the time. And then I got bunked. We just got bunked up in alphabetical order. I got bunked up with this chick who was the same age as me, who same like the first night we were in Bethlehem and we snuck off at night time and found these long necks and then went back to the hotel, but that was closed. So we climbed over the bar and got glasses to drink our long necks and stuff. So I'm like, Oh, this is, yeah, I'm all right here. This is going to be fine. But we did spend uh, the part of it. We stayed in a kibbutz, and so there was one night where they went, "Oh, let's do like a talent show," because it was very school camp vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so all the priests got up and you know did some. I think they danced at Backstreet Boys or something. It was very funny. Had you come um, out at this stage or no? No, right, okay. But not long after, because there was someone on that trip that. Um, that I did become friends with who, you know, I was hanging out with late and she's like, yeah, I'm gay. This is my girlfriend. We're lit. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's allowed. <laughs> and then She and hasn't like, burnt. Oh. She's yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. I was just like, I just needed to see, you know, see someone else be not make a big deal out of it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, this talent show at the – Talent night, and I went. Oh, I'll do some stand-up comedy. Um, and I there was a Brisbane comic, um, Greg Sullivan, uh, and because I went to university in Queensland, and I had seen him do a set, and also he was like friends of friends, and I I thought he was so, and he had this one bit that I thought was really funny, and once again, I yes, I did steal it. Um, <laughs> But I have paid him since. Sure. Like I said, yeah, I, great. I, I, I stole your bit. Here's 50 bucks. Yeah, good. Um, <laughs> That's what it's worth. Love it. But I, I got up and I, you know, started, did this stand-up, did his material and, you know, got a really good response. There was one guy in particular who came up to me and goes, oh, I am your biggest fan. He goes, that was, that was terrific. You are so funny. And then it was after I moved back to Melbourne. Yeah, moved to Melbourne not long after that because it was, yeah, just after that when mum was going, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And I went, I'll do raw comedy. I entered raw comedy. I got through the first heat 
And so um, moved to Melbourne, like I was in Melbourne two weeks later after yeah. winning that heat. Yeah. Um, and so this, yeah, this one guy from the talent show, every time I'd, I'd see him around, he'd always be like, like he was so supportive. He was so supportive. He goes, are you still doing stand-up? Oh, let me know when you've got a gig on. I'd love to come and see you. I think it's so great that you're doing it. Congratulations. This is great. Um, that person was Archbishop George Bell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're joking. You're joking. Nah. Oh, I know. I know. It's wild, isn't it? Um, Jesus. I started doing that, as, as stand, telling that story as stand-up. And then someone, you know, was like, oh, yeah, it's great. It needs a punchline. And I was like, does it? Does it? I don't think it does. Because I think Archbishop George Pell is, yeah, is a really good punchline. But I then don't. he died. So oh. it was like, oh, you know. Yeah. It's too, too topical. So, like I'd waited. I'd started doing it when he was kind of out of the news. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, was, I guess I would try to be respectful and, and stuff, but it was just like, it, yeah, it was a, it was a, it's a mind boggling. Absolutely. So were you, thing. were you like, did you have his number? Were you like texting each other? Like how was the correspondence happening? Uh, it would just be like, cause I moved to Melbourne cause a lot of the people that went on this overseas trip lived in Melbourne. Yeah. So I was still involved in, you know, in youth group. And so I'd go yep. to youth group and stuff like that and just different and there'd be, and he was on the trip, so got to know him there. So there'd be various other, you know, things that he'd, like there'd be a reunion thing um, and we'd just kind of hang out a few times. Not just us two, but just, you know, the. <laughs> do um, you two having a beer? <laughs> yeah. They broke out in Bethlehem together. And when... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the friend, wasn't it? Stealing yeah. glasses for the long necks. You and no, Pelly. Oh, it could have been. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he would just, you know, did be, he come to your various gigs? different events and, and, and these different events, he'd like seek me out and, you know, he'd come up and be like, you know, we'd have a chat and, and, and stuff. So it's just wild. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, let me, that and, joke does not, Spice Girl stuff needs a punchline. That joke does not need a punchline. It doesn't, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. I, I just, yeah. <laughs> so did you, did you like, was that a... A thing that just ended, like you guys just didn't. Obviously, you weren't hanging out in the same circles anymore, so you never saw yeah, this bloke. I, st- and... well, I, I kind of, um, yeah, I think because I came out around that time, and yeah. then I went back in the closet. <laughs> Why did I do that? Oh yeah, I went back in because I was like, oh yeah, I'm gay, and I went to a like a lesbian bar, and it was like my first time going to a lesbian bar, so I built it up in my head. Yeah, and yeah. It was like. This is this is it. I'm going to be welcomed with open arms here, and they're going to be, oh, we've got a new one. Welcome into the fold. We're, this is our community. Who do you want to know? This is welcome. And I walked in, and it was just eyes up and down. Who the f- are you? <laughs> like, who do you think you are? I'm I'm, I'm the new lesbian. And like, we don't care about you. Get out. And I was so it just. I kind of went, oh, well, I guess, you know, if I don't, if I felt like I didn't fit in a lesbian bar, then I'm not a lesbian, obviously. Yeah. I just, oh, well, whatever. Um, and then I just did a lot of dick jokes for the next <laughs> few years. <laughs> so so it's just that you went in the bar, went, nah, back in the closet. And then when did, when did you come out again? At the Adelaide Fringe Festival, 
and Hannah Gadsby and uh, Amelia Jane Hunter would do this late night show called Pony Club and it was they'd get a couple of comedians on and um, Hannah said, oh, do you want to come and do this late night show? It's just, you know, just fun. It's just comedy where you've always got someone else on stage with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, cool. Um, she goes, yeah, just get up and do material. And then she said, oh, by the way, the theme for the night is boy or girl, um, but you don't have to do anything with it. Like, it's just, that's just our theme. Like, well, you know, but whatever, you don't, you can just do your own material. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. And I hung up the phone and my first thought was, oh, I'll just come out then. And <laughs> it, it was, <laughs> I had not been thinking about it. <laughs> I'd not been like, Open to my, like, it's not like I'd been sitting there going, okay, I am gay and how am I going to tell everyone? That was me going, you're gay and this is how you're going to tell everyone. (laughs) And so I started writing jokes and then I, like, would ring other comedy mates. I rang Kate McLennan first um, and Kate McLennan from, like, the catering show. Yeah. And I I rang her um, and I said, hey, listen, I'm doing this thing and I'm, can I just run these jokes by you? She goes, yeah, yeah, sure. And then I think the jokes were something like, you know, I always, I've always maintained that I've been into into boys but really I'm into girls and, I, you know, I should have known like like I was always really good at softball and just I'm just naming like classic um, lesbian, you know, like to go to Bun- – I love hanging out at Bunnings and all the yeah, yeah. cliches. And, and she's like, oh, yeah, they're funny, you know, they're good and, you know, gave me a few more whatever – and then she said that when she hung up the phone, she went, I think, did she just, just come out? I think just, just, just came out to me. And I did the same, you know, I, I called Edo next, Ann Edmonds, and, you know, we workshopped a few jokes. And, and so on, on the night when I did it, you know, I got up and, and I was so much more worried about the jokes landing than the actual coming out and so I got laughs for the jokes and was like oh this is great and then you know I finished my spot and then as I'm walking through the crowd down the back Hannah gets up and she goes just so <laughs> everyone is aware because <laughs> Geraldine that was like your official coming out wasn't it and I was like oh yeah yeah <laughs> Well, you know, you know, yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah, you know, you know. So, I mean, having people like um, Hannah Gadsby, uh, you mentioned you mentioned quite a few there. Off air, we we're talking about Claire Hooper, Cal Wilson, mm. as well, uh, Anne Edmonds, some of Australia's funniest people going around. Mm. Uh, do you feel lucky that you've you've got that group of close mates that oh. you can kind of bounce jokes off? Have you learnt yes. a lot from these people as well? Absolutely. I think I, I would rate Edo as the f- funniest person in this and. The amount of times that we've hung out and have just started screaming, my back, my back, because <laughs> we've laughed so much that our back spasms, <laughs> just like, a, my back, oh! and, then, and you laugh even more and you can't, I just, yeah, it's, you know, it's, yeah, so lucky, unbelievable, it's awesome. Can I ask you, so, you know, we're back, was it 21, you've, you've told your mum, you know, you're going to do Raw. Mm. Um, how long was it until your mum, your family accepted that this was a job? Like, Last year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> even after what, in 2019, is that what, that's when you won the most outstanding show. You took home the wood. 2019, I was yeah nominated for most outstanding show and yeah. I won the piece of wood award, the C- comedian's choice. Yeah. 2021, I won the Moss. 
Yep. Most yep. outstanding show. Yeah. No, mum and dad were on board a b- well before. I think it was um, when I when I started working in radio. That was a real big thing, you know, because there was a paid job. Yeah. <laughs> <There> was... <laughs> consistent. Yeah. A consistent yeah. paid job. Yeah, and that okay. was something that they could, you know, show friends and family. That, like it was a, an actual kind of, you know, when, oh, how's Geraldine going? And like, oh, yeah, she's still doing the comedy around. <laughs> Whereas they could go, oh, yeah, she's on, she's on radio. You can right. listen to it here. So I think that was a, that was a big thing. But and I guess you know, and because before that, I was just or I was doing other jobs and stuff as well. So they could say, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, she's working in um in after school care, working with children." So you know. <laughs> yeah. when did it when did it feel like like a real job for you? Was it when you were I mean back eighteen, do it the first time, twenty one entering raw? Was it later on in life? You're like, okay, I feel like this is my it was my job. later on, and it was um you know I was doing the comedy festival every year. And then it got to, I think around the time, because I started doing radio, when it, I, 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 I've actually finished now, I finished up, Wh- whatever year I started radio, and I um, was already booked in to do the comedy festival that year, and I think that the year before was the first time I'd made a profit, like a proper profit at comedy festival. Every like It was like 10, 15 years of just... Um, you know, covering costs yep. and getting to the, I'd, I'd have a thing called Profit Sunday. So I'd do the last show on the Sunday and whatever tickets I sold, that was how much profit I was making. Great. So it'd be like a couple hundred dollars for a month's work um, yeah. and all the stuff that led, you know, in the lead up to it. So, and there was, yeah, there was one year where I, um, I, I made a profit and it was like, maybe it was like $5,000. And I was like, that is so much money. Yeah. And I had, and that's, um, I'd had about $4,000 in debt, um, like just in, in a personal loan and a yeah. credit card. Um, and I was like, oh my God, this is so great. This means that like, I can, I can just keep paying off those debts and not have to worry about that direct debit coming out all the time. I'm just gonna, that's just going to, they'll just keep coming. Oh, cause I've got the money and I'll just have money. I love this. <laughs> my now wife at the time, Kath was like, why don't you just pay off your debts? I'm like. Well, cause then I'll, I'll only have like a little bit of money left and I like having all this money. And she goes, no, just, just pay off your debts. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh, and I paid it. And I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I love this feeling. <laughs> That's um, so good. And so the next, it was the next, you know, towards the end of the year when you have to, um, you know, put in your application, you know, apply for venues and decide whether or not you're going to do a show. It was that moment that I went. Am I going to do a show? And I was like, oh, maybe not. And then Kath went, you can do whatever you want. Because I was doing radio. That I'm like, I think it's fine to have a year off. You know, I'm doing radio. I, I, I can get away with taking a year off. And Kath was like, you can do whatever you want. Um, but can I just remind you how much money you made at the <laughs> festival this year? And I was like, oh, yeah. And I went, oh, yeah, it's my job. This doing comedy. This is this is my job. Of course, of course, I'm going to do another show because that's my job. Yeah. And so that's how I started approaching. Yeah. The comedy festival each year it was like this. This is the thing that brings me income, and it does now. Like it brings me income. So I went okay, and that was the. So that was um, 2018, and then so the, when I decided to do a show that year, and that was the that I went okay. So next year, this is my job. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this seriously. 
and then I got nominated for most outstanding show in the next year. So you know, it was I changed my perspective on. I'll just see what happens. You know, maybe I'll write a funny show, and maybe you, I'll get a, you know someone to come and see it or whatever. And it was just like, no, I'm just doing this because this is my job. Yeah, Do you absolutely. think something like changed in the way you approached comedy mm. in that by going, oh no, this is hundred percent my job. I've really got to work. Yeah. That's why the show was nominated. Yeah, absolutely. Because I I got a I asked the, um, a friend that also Richard Watts who also. Uh, writes for Arts Hub and is just, you know, been around comedy, used to be a, a critic for The Age and stuff and is just been around comedy a lot on, on the other side of it. I asked him one day because he does a show on Triple R and one morning I went and I said, what is the difference when you go to see a comedy festival show, like what's the difference between, you know, watching someone do a solid stand-up set like at a club versus a show. Like, you know, because yeah. you can go yeah. watch go watch comedy on a Saturday night in a club somewhere yep. and just watch someone smash it, joke, 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 um, and just smash it for like 40 minutes or whatever. And then I'm like, why don't they do well at the comedy festival? Like, what's the, what's the difference? And he went, structure. And he's like, the comedy festival show has structure. And I was like, all right, well, I need to get structure in my show. <laughs> And I went, I'd love to work with someone. So I found an, uh, a mate of mine um, who had done some other bits in comedy and did a show that I really liked. She wasn't doing stand-up but had done a w- was tiny little bit with a, with a mate um, and I was just like – and she, it just seemed like she knew about structure. And I yeah. went, will you direct my show? And she went, yeah. And so – and we've been working together ever since. So I kind of just, you know – Right, well, I don't write, but I just, you know, talk about funny things and then we kind of talk about it together. And then she's the one that goes, like, I, when I say something and I don't realize that it's funny, she's the one that explains to me why it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so she gives what? me the bigger picture. She, yeah. she, she'll be like, you know, that this means that all, yeah. you know, all this. This She's like, so Julian, it's funny because you started your face like this yes. and then you pulled it back because then, you're in the car. Because it looks like, you know, you're going really fast <laughs> in the car. The wind's, the wind's pulling your chubby cheeks back. That's that's what it is. That's why it's funny. Uh, well, I mean, speaking of, of shows as well, I mean, we've got to talk about this. Uh, touring the country, your brand new show. Um, of course, we've got horses. Uh, yep. Comedy.com.au uh, to book your tickets. Geraldine, that show. What are we, I mean, how much structure have we got in that show? What are we looking there's, forward to? Oh, there's structure in there for sure. <laughs> uh, and it, cause it's, it's, so Rachel, we started, she directed my show and I've kind of, I like to have a, all the titles kind of flow on from each other now. Yeah. Yep. So it was like, things are going well, then what a surprise. <laughs> then now we've got a boat. Now, of course we've got horses. <laughs> yeah, great. I just wanted to start writing um, material based on the good things that were happening in my life. Because comedy, they always said comedy and tragedy. Comedy always comes from tragedy. Yep. And so writing shows are always like, oh, what's the worst thing that's happened to me? And how do I make that funny? Whereas I, I, I just noticed that a lot of comedy, we didn't celebrate the good stuff. And it's like, how do I write comedy where I'm talking about all the good stuff that's happened and still have the audience not go, I'll get yeah. <laughs> what do you get that? Shut up. Stop yeah. bragging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's just, it, it's a, I guess, a bit of a continuation on that. So, um, but I, I got married last year, so there was a big chunk 
of um, of that in the show, and just talking about hobbies as well. Like I, I um I got into you know because we spent a bit of time at home in lockdown. Yeah. Um. So we had time to pursue our hobbies, and my I got into bird watching or <laughs> and bird photography. Um. And my wife, she got into carriage driving. Carriage driving? Yeah. A few questions. What's carriage driving? <laughs> what is carriage driving? Yeah. Um, you haven't seen the latest season of The Crown, obviously. Oh, Jim, you watched I've The Crown. I've watched The Crown, yeah. So, I mean, do you have enough property to have carriages and horses? Yeah, we've got three properties. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> Why does she get that? <laughs> exactly. Is there one property for bird watching? One's for the horse and carriage, and then one has all the Rolls Royces in. Is that the? We've got um, <laughs> Mum. Yeah, that. close. <laughs> have you got no, the Rolls? Just... Actually, have you got the Rolls Royce yet? <laughs> no, I've no. just got a Suzuki. <laughs> ah, I love it though. The... And we've got a Ute, of course. We're lesbians. Yep. Um, <laughs> got to you got to tow the tow the horse float. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we've got um, it's a like carriage driving. It's um, like a horse and cart. Yeah, sure, yeah. So um. Kath goes once a month. She goes to carriage club, and they just go camping in the bush. And it's like full driving, that's it, with a horse and and they've got like these little modified carriages, just little little two seater carriage, and it's got motorcycle wheels, so it goes real fast. That's so cool. Are you doing while she's doing this? Are you doing bird watching at the same time, like out in the, or is it a separate? Yeah, separate activity. But separate activity. Although I've been on the, I finally got. Some rides on the carriage. Like it took her a while to let me have a go on the carriage. <laughs> like, and I help train. Like Victor is the horse that does the carriage. I help mm. train Victor. Yeah. So she'd been doing it for about a year, and we had friends that came to visit, and they had like a one-year-old, and she's like, "Oh, I'll take you for a drive on the carriage. Take you out for a carriage drive." And they're like, "Yeah, cool." So off they went, went for a drive on the carriage, and they came back. I was like, "How was it?" And they're like, yeah, we had a great time. It was so much fun. I was like, oh, that's good. You know, you're so lucky because I've never had a go in a carriage. And Kath turns to me and she goes, you've never shown any interest in wanting a ride on the carriage. And I'm like, babe, everybody wants a ride on the carriage. Yeah? Unless someone comes up to you and says, oh, f- hate carriages. They want to have a go. Like, she's got no idea the power that she, like, it's, it's it's like she's sent. I've seen her drive down the street, and like kids come running out of the house like she's Santa, and she's got no idea like just how much people like lose their mind over this thing because she's like, I'm like, but it's not normal. You, it's a horse and carriage down the main street. That's this is not everyday stuff. You've got to accept anyway. So she's like, you know, you've never shown any interest. I'm like, everyone wants to ride in the carriage. I say. I said, remember when I helped train Victor? <laughs> All that meant was um, Victor got spooked by the carriage one day. Like he just was like, no, nah, I'm not into it. Like just yep. so every time yeah. Kath would try and put the carriage, attached, he was like, I'm not into it. And so she would just have him tied up while I got the carriage and I would pull the car. I would just walk past Victor and Kath with the carriage <laughs> Just going, it's all right, Victor. Pulling the carriage. Don't worry. Don't worry. And then Kath would be like, I think it was the noise that it was making. So just make the chains roll. I'm like, it's all right. <laughs> like, See, this is fine. It's like, babe, what part of me doing that makes you think that I don't want to have a <laughs> yeah? 
<laughs> Kath, when you're hearing this, when this comes out, get her on the maybe, carriage. Well, maybe she was confused. She thought that you wanted to do the horse bit, not the <laughs> riding, because you were doing a lot of that. Yeah, you I know. Were... I know. Anyway, I've, it, it's been, I, I've been on a few carriage rides since. So Great. Now she knows. Happy ending. Yeah, yeah. She's Does she like happened. to participate in the bird watching? Does it go the other way or? Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, she's into birds, but not as not as much as me. Oh, I I think she likes looking, loves birds, but I I like taking photos of them because I I had this um and this is how it also I had this camera, but had what could only be described as an aggressive size zoom lens on it, and I was like this is and I got it for like an overseas trip years ago, so I just wanted to take good photos, um and then I was just. And it was because it had this really long zoom lens. I'm like, this is great for taking photos of people a long way away um, without them knowing. But that's kind of weird. So I was just sitting in the backyard and I, there was a little bird in the tree and I I took a photo of it. And then I looked it up and I was like, I wonder what kind of bird that is. And I looked at it and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a white brow finch. And now birds are like my Pokemon and I've got to catch them all. So... Right. I'm obsessed with taking photos of them and, and stuff. So just because I know Twitchers, you know, bird watchers, they they look at it, you know, through a bit of a, oh, yeah, and they just tick it off a list. But I'm like, how do you know what that was? I need to be 100% certain <laughs> so I can zoom in and go, yes, that is an orange-bellied parrot. I will tick that off. off done. The list. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Geraldine Hickey, I mean, you are Freaking hilarious. Uh, comedy.com.au. Go and check out the new show. Of course we've got horses. But, Geraldine, before we do let you go, there's one thing that we always mm-hmm. finish with. Of course, we've had the big chat now, Jim. Uh, Geraldine answered it at the start, but what do we think? Geraldine Hickey, born funny, yes or no? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> born funny. <laughs> she done it, guys. Geraldine Hickey, thank you so much for being a part of Born Funny. We appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, hey, you're still here. Well, you must have liked this then. I may as well give you a sneak peek for next week. It's another funny person. Hello, it's Tom Ballard here. Who gave us stuff like this. The anger at being to miss out on the magical experience of riding a little pony then fuels uh, about 10 minutes of me yelling at the audience about how these blue factory rejects, <laughs> these little Shetland cucks, should harden the up. <laughs> More from them next week. See you then. Listener.